The following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. This is Coach Beak with Brady and Zach covering Montgomery and Sumner County football. Here are your hosts, Brady McTamney and Zach Womble. Hello and welcome to episode one of Coach Speak here with Brady McTamney and Zach Womble. My name is Brady. I cover Montgomery County sports. That includes Clarksville High School, West Creek, Northwest, Rossview, Northeast, Montgomery Central, Kenwood, and Clarksville Academy. And I am Zach Womble, the sports editor in Sumner County for the Gallatin News, Hendersonville Standard, and the Portland Sun. I cover eight county schools that include Beach, Gallatin, Hendersonville, Pope Prep, Portland, White House, Westmoreland, and Station Camp. And we've got an awesome inaugural episode for you guys today. Uh, we got three, count them, three head coach interviews today, starting off with Rossview head coach Todd Hood. Rossview is looking to make the postseason for a second consecutive year after sneaking in as the four seed last year. And Sumner County head coach Justin Geisinger joins the show. Pope Prep has a lot of high expectations heading into 2021. They have a huge test on Friday night against the Burroughs. We'll see how that shakes out come Friday night. And we're going to be closing out the interview phase by talking to Brandon Clark, head coach of the Northeast Eagles. They've made the playoffs last year as the number two seed, and they are sticking in 5A where they were last year and going to be hoping to repeat that success. And once the interviews are over, don't you head anywhere. You're going to want to hear what Brady and I have to say regarding all of our county games and our pick'em column. Starting off our show today, we had a chance to catch up with Rossview head coach Todd Hood. Todd helped lead the Rossview Hawks last season to the 6A playoffs where they fell in the first round to eventual champion Oakland. And, Zach, there's really no shame in that, is there? Not at all. I think Oakland, year in and year out, is going to be be the proverbial favorite in Class 6A. They've kind of earned those stripes. Uh, but I'm interested to see how that how this region shakes out with both your teams and my teams. Absolutely, and we know Ross, who's really looking forward to it. So let's roll the interview. All right, Todd. So uh, first game finally coming up this Friday. Uh, you got an old friend, uh, not in the region with them anymore, but uh, Wilson Central. Um, what's the book on them this year? Man, you know, Wilson Central, we, we always have a great rivalry with them. And, uh, uh, you know, it's funny because those guys are really solid. Uh, the coaching staff is still intact, very, very similar. to us. Uh, So they, they haven't changed a whole lot, but, well, they have a really good, solid offensive and defensive lines. Uh, they're very well coached. They got a lot of – their technique is really good. So uh, I think it'll, it'll be a tough matchup for us. As it is, every every year we played them, it's been a really good game for us. So uh, uh, more so for them, I think they've won more so. But uh, but it's always been a good matchup between us. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, um, I'm, I'm in the Jamboree uh, the other day on uh, on Friday, of course, you guys got a big win that day. Um, but you came out starting with uh, Hezekiah Scott, at quarterback, before switching up to Garrett. Uh, do you guys have any more clarity on who you might be going with uh, on Friday? Well, I think that'll be just a sort of a practice decision. Uh, Garrett's our starter from last year, so obviously we'll lean towards him. Um, he's not felt felt well the last few days, so he's coming around. So I would suspect he's going to be the starter. 
going into the game against Wilson Central. That's what we like. Uh, and Hezekiah's done a really good job uh, in his in his absence for a few days. So uh, we we expect to go with Garrett, and we'll just see how it plays out. Coach, I want to ask you uh, from the Sumner County, Sumner County side of things, um, for those who may not be familiar with your program, uh, playing on a yearly basis. I know we talked in Hendersonville is, is likely the same. I know you, I know you, you say, you know, Coach Watson at, at Gallatin. But for those who don't know anything about the Rossview program, what kind of team uh, do you hope that they see when they line up against you on, on Friday nights? Well, you know, I hope they see a really good disciplined football team, a well-coached football team. And, you know, we like to get after it. And, you know, it's sort of funny because every year I've been here, uh, it, it's like a different dynamic. Uh, with with different groups and we we haven't had strong back-to-back classes since I've been here Uh, I think this year we have seven seniors that's the lowest ever Uh, last year we had 22 that was my first group in that was a very good group for us so I don't know what we're going to see this year it's a young young group so we'll see how that plays out and uh and but we hope 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 to put a good product on the field for everyone yeah, you mentioned that youth. Um, I, I was there with you guys against that scrimmage against Ravenwood a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, you, you just kind of mentioned that your youth was really showing. You guys had a lot of things to work on. Uh, ever since then, what has kind of been some of the focuses at practice? What are some things that you guys have really kind of been hammering home into these guys? You, you know, it's funny. Our, our focus really didn't change because what we've been working on is the basic fundamentals. And, and I think when you have such a young group, we've been – you know, it's hard to scheme and do some some different things and uh, when you're still having problems taking the right foot step or run the correct play or being in the right defense or slanting the right way or whatever that could be. So we went back to focus on fundamentals again, but I think the biggest thing was after that game is the kids. The kids have finally started catching on, they're responding. We've had more leadership in the last week or two, uh, and I think and they've had more energy in practice. I think they've been more focused. And I think those things that has led, you know, sort of, sort of turned the turned the corner some into playing a little bit better. And I think it showed a little bit on Friday. Coach, I'm looking at your schedule here, and only twice you leave uh, Montgomery County. Um, can you just talk about the, I guess, the positives that that is that 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 does for your team? And on the flip side of that, is there any negatives from not traveling as much? Well, you know, we have our private jet lined up out here in the back. We've got this huge <laughs> airfield strip right here by 101, 100, 101st Airborne. So anytime we need to leave, we just get on the tarmac. It's just a phone call away for us here at Rossview. <laughs> okay, all right, just kidding. Okay, but uh, no, uh, I think the biggest thing about that is is playing local teams. I think, you know, it generates more interest in our schools. Uh, our school was built back in 2001, so – those are the Clarksville schools. It's sort of a big rivalry, very similar to Beach. You know, Beach is playing Station Camp, and they're playing Hendersonville. You know, that's a big rivalry back in, in your side of the town. So it's big for us. We don't mind traveling. You know, it's a funny thing. I, I don't think there's any coach that likes scheduling. So just when you think you have a coach scheduled, something changes, or they picked up someone else or whatever. So sometimes it's just who you can get on your schedule. It isn't – always uh, falls into your lap like you'd like. But, uh, but we do enjoy playing the Clarksville schools. Again, it's, it's good rivalries for us. It's local. And obviously, it's, it's better gates for us. Sometimes when we travel and you meet new foes, sometimes your travel crowd isn't quite as good as, as your local crowds. 
for sure. Are you, you know, I know you mentioned you only have seven seniors on your team, so maybe this isn't a concern for you because you're so young and they're probably just so absorbed in the moment, but you got Riverdale on week two. And I think we all can agree that Riverdale is going to be one of the, the better teams in the mid state. Are you worried at all about your guys looking ahead to that game? No, no, not really. We just, we just take one day at a time. It's just about us and getting better. And You know, Wilson Central, we've just now put in our game plan. So we are thinking and planning for them. But I've always taken it no matter when, when, I, when we've been really good. And I always focus on one opponent at a time and don't get carried away and try and think, and, think it in advance and let something slip up on you during the, during the game that you're playing that week. And, uh, you know, we got seven seniors, but I'm getting close. So it could be eight real soon if my birthday <laughs> turns quickly here. I, we might have eight seniors. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, Zach, you know, really back-to-back there, he mentions travel and, um, you know, facing city opponents, but then also looking ahead. And I think that leads perfectly into talking about week three, um, where you guys get to see CHS again. Uh, of course, we didn't get that game last year, um, but this year, you know, finally back on the schedule and hopefully without any – um, crowd restrictions, uh, just tell, especially for the Sumner County people, just tell us what that rivalry means, how, um, how much fun that rivalry is between uh, Rossview and Clarksville. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's really neat, and it's, uh, you know, we didn't have it last year, and uh, we, we tried to schedule it during open week, and, you know, they couldn't get it on their side. They couldn't get it figured out over there. Of course, open week, man, you know, our bye week for us, that was a great opportunity to play our big rivalry, and they couldn't figure it out. So, uh, but we was ready, and uh, this year's a different year, so every year's different for us. But, man, it's such a big rivalry, and the kids get there at 5 o'clock. I would relate it to something maybe like Brentwood and Ravenwood. You know, I think it's a, it's, it's like your kids, when you open up a school, that's their branch. You know, they, it's just right up the road. So it's always been a huge rivalry. It's the Warfield Shield. Uh, and so, you know, we want to get that back on our side of the town over here. And, and um, so we're looking forward to that game, the fans and the – the turnout is huge. It's it's by far the biggest game we have all year. And not to say that we may not be looking ahead to that game just a little bit. <laughs> and it's a region game now, so it seems like it may be even more added importance to it, right? Yeah, it is. That I don't think region or not, it really doesn't make a difference. It's when you got that kind of a rivalry, you know, Alabama and Auburn. If they wasn't in the SEC, it wouldn't make a difference. So it is a huge rivalry, but it does add significance when you talk about region play and trying to get into the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Ty, why don't you close us out just by telling us a little bit about uh, the Rossview Hawks this year, some some key players to look forward to, and um, what we can expect out of Rossview this season. Well, you know, uh, again, we're a very young football team. Our quarterback is returning. Garrett Demel's done a, a fantastic job for us. Uh, we got a running back is by committee. We've got Brandon Rushing, Michael Arthur. Um, we've got a few other guys who've been rotating in there. We're having to play some guys some two ways, you know, some defense and offense back and forth this year. We we haven't done that a whole lot in the past, so uh, our conditioning is going to be very important for us this year. Uh, we've got some guys on defense that's going to step up and play for us. Sam Brown has, has done a phenomenal job, and Seneca Bradley. Those are the mainstays on our defensive side, and – and up front, you know, we got some new guys. Our, our line is completely new for us with C.J. Martinez, Trevor Newell. We've got uh, uh, we've got Deron Moffitt playing guard for us. We've got Arias. Uh, Dylan Arias is playing guard for us. So we got some guys up there that's playing really solid for us and uh, just trying to trying to get a 
good group together, and I'm looking forward to it. And again, each week is going to be a new challenge for us, our region. I mean, 6A football is tough no matter what region you're in. So we're going to have to get – we're going to have to grow up in a hurry, and we need to start – we need to come out of that gate very fast in the first part of our season, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you, Ty. We really appreciate appreciate you taking a couple minutes out of your busy day. Now, here listen, if you, if you don't mind, if you don't mind calling me Coach Hood, because I don't think you call Nick Nick, do you? I mean, do you, <laughs> you, you, what? How you call those guys? I mean, just trying to downplay me here or something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I can tell you, I call all the the Clarksville coaches by their first name. I, I see you guys all as friends here, but I can't speak for Zach. Hey guys, I appreciate you guys. Put me on the Zoom video, man. You guys have a, you guys do a great job. We always appreciate the coverage that you do, the time that you spend. We we truly appreciate that time and look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Have a great day. Up next on Coach Speak, we have Pope Prep head coach Justin Geisinger. Coach Geis joins the show to talk about the high expectations for the Knights this year. It starts week one against the Burroughs. Brady. We had a really good conversation with him. What'd you learn about the Knights and, and what Coach Guys had to say? Well, I know that uh, Coach Guys is not afraid to play some good football teams. I know that they're uh, really looking forward to playing as a team this year. And uh, whenever that's the ideal, you know that uh, you got a, a good head on your shoulders and you got some guys who are ready to buy in. Absolutely. You hit on a very good question with him during the segment, asking him about switching from the West region to the Middle and East. So let's hear what Coach Guys has to say about his team and his new schedule this year. We welcome in Pope Prep head coach Justin Geisinger to the show today. Coach, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Thanks so much for joining us today uh, on Coach Speak. Absolutely. Yes. Glad to do it. So here we are a few days away from, from your first game. How are you feeling as, as you – and obviously it's game week now. How are you feeling heading into practice today and ultimately on, on Friday? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously a lot of excitement. Um, you know, it's – being back to to some type of normalcy, I guess you could say, with a with a preseason, it just feels feels longer than it did from last year. And I think the guys are itching to 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 get to a real contest and have the opportunity to strap it up and and uh, play under lights Friday night. So, um, but but nonetheless, it's been a great great preseason, great summer, and I think our guys are ready to go. What have you accomplished this preseason that lends you to feel optimism or confidence heading into that game with Hillsboro? Well, I think, you know, I think over the course of the past several years, you know, especially through last season, I think, you know, we've preached our team that we've gotten to a point where um, I think our guys compete level is high, regardless of, of, of what color jersey it is on, on a Friday night. I think at one point, especially playing in, in this classification of football in the state, um, you know, it, it, that was a struggle, you know, knowing who you're playing on a given night and, and knowing our schedule and knowing how, how rigorous the, the schedule is. I think our guys are are to a point where they're not afraid to compete with anybody in the state um, on a given Friday night. So now it's really uh, what what our focus has been this preseason is uh, the details and the little things, and um, you know, getting our guys to understand. You know, you look at our Brentwood Academy playoff game last year. It's just a matter of a few plays. Um, you know, keeping us from advancing on to the second round. So. Um, really, it's been that. It's been just, just, just the little details, the little, the little things that are going to come up in a game that can kind of put us over the edge, um, and then um, you know, really working to develop some depth on the roster. I think we know who a lot of our guys were going into the preseason. Um, there were some holes we had to fill for sure on both sides of the ball. We're losing some guys, but 
Um, you know, I think really it was it was trying to create some quality depth and knowing that there's going to be some of those guys um, that are going to have to step on a, up on a Friday, you know, Friday night, not being naive to, to injury and, and other things that pop up that are going to have to test our depth a little bit. Speaking of testing your depth and injury, uh, how how are you guys looking on that front? Just as far as the injury bug, I know there's there were some couple question marks in, or excuse me, a couple yeah. times you, you held out some guys this preseason. But how are you looking as far as the health of your team? Yeah, we we had a couple unfortunate things over the the, over the course of the past couple of weeks, but um, fortunately we've got got our guys back, um, and it looks like for the most part we'll be going into Friday night, um, you know, pretty much full strength. We got a couple things we're keeping our eye on, but. Um, you know, that was a, that was a key thing as well for us, you know, not having the scrimmages and all the preseason. I think that was kind of something where a lot of coaches look back and saw from last year with, with COVID not having, you know, any seven on seven or preseason was one thing, but kind of everyone was in the same boat and everyone seemed to be a lot more healthy going into week one. So, you know, we kept that in the back of our head on kind of how we wanted to attack the preseason um, really wanted to focus on, like I said earlier, which was trying to find those guys, those twos for us that, we're going to have to play some quality, meaningful snaps for us this year, and who would those guys be? Right, and uh, Justin, um, of course, health is always going to be paramount for your guys, but especially looking at your schedule this year, I mean, starting September 3rd, you go Father Ryan, Independence, Baylor, Battleground Academy, Montgomery Bell Academy, Knoxville Catholic, Ravenwood, and McCallie. I don't know which adjectives you'd use to describe that schedule, <laughs> but easy and navigatable are probably not two of the ones you would use. Um, Sure. What were you looking to do, um, and what do you think of this schedule um, when you were uh, making this? Well, I mean, the schedule is what it is. It's tough when, uh, alone when you're a Division II large team to find um, opponents to play uh, non-region schedule, and then, you know, when you're coming off a season of eight wins um, in a Division II schedule and league, it makes it that much more difficult when that new cycle rolls around like it did this past year. So, um, you know, the schedule is what it is. Those are the teams that we were able to find for, for our open weeks and, 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 and who are willing to play. And, you know, like you said, that there is no, no easy team on that schedule. Uh, I don't care how you spin it. And that starts with Hillsborough Friday night, who, you know, has athletes and is a really talented football team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we kind of talked to our kids back when the schedule was set, we kind of challenged them, you know, this is where these guys wanted this program to be. And you rewind six, seven years ago. And when, you know, we weren't even competitive in any of the region games, let alone, you know, a full schedule. Um, now we're, we're, we're in a schedule that, that has winning programs across the board. And, um, you know, that's where we wanted to be. If you would ask guys back then, Hey, this is where we want to be. We want to be competitive. And we want to be, uh, you know, talked about and known, you know, throughout the state is, is a quality program with that plays quality opponents. Well, here, here we go. Now we got what we wish for. So, um, so yeah, we're not going to look. We're going to look at it one week at a time. That's that's what we're going to worry about. Pope prep football. We're going to worry about what we can do, um, and 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 how our kids are responding to events that they're that are given to them each and every day. And uh, and we'll take it one week at a time and one battle at a time, and we'll go from there. And it just so happens the Hillsboro Boroughs come to town Friday. So that's where we're at. Most definitely. And then uh, you guys also are in a, uh, a new uh, district this year um, with some good, pretty good teams. Uh, how did that affect uh, any schedule making? And uh, do you think that that's yeah, going to be yeah. you guys so we, a new we, look? Yeah, we, we rolled out of the West. We, we have been in the West 
uh, region for the last two seasons over there with the Memphis schools, um, you know, which was tough. Uh, those, I think I think the West improved dramatically over the course of the two, three years. I think if you would ask me that five, six years ago, I would have said the East Middle was a lot stronger than the West. I think that kind of changed um, and kind of I think it was pretty even on both sides last year. And now, you know, now after the two-year cycle, the agreement was that us and NBA traveled West. So us and NBA will come back to the East Middle, and now it's uh, Brentwood Academy and Endsworth that'll go west. So, um, so yeah, those are just kind of the cards that were drawn. We knew that would kind of happen after the first two-year cycle, um, but it doesn't get any easier. Obviously, now we're in there with with Father Ryan as a region team, um, uh, you know, Baylor, Macaulay, and then Knoxville Catholic, who will be a new opponent to us as well, who's who's traditionally very very strong. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, it, it it was a tough region last year, and it's an equally, if not more, tough region this year. So, um, you know, and, and it is what it is. When you're in playing a Division Two large, um, every week is going to be a grind. Every week you're going to face really good football players, teams, and coaching, and that's just part of it. Coach, I was I've been working on a feature with with Kenny Minchie and Colin Cook, your quarterback and, and star wide receiver. Uh, how much optimism does it give you when you hear uh, Kenny and Colin both say? individual stats don't matter at the end of the day all they're focused on is helping this team be the best version of themselves yeah uh well uh that's that's exciting to hear that's the first i've heard that that's what they said um but you know when, when they talk about being being our team being the best version of itself that, that they're reciting that straight from what our mission is um in this program and uh we spend a lot of time uh guys on 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 the culture of our program probably you know for us that's equally if not more important that our cultural development program we spend off the field with our guys because we feel like that's something um that, that, that'll give us an edge that maybe some programs don't don't put as much attention to um developing these guys and, and the quality young men first and yes we're a football team and we, we want them to be quality football players but you know when they have that type of attitude and, and they have um, that type of, of direction where they're focused on our mission first and each other first and this, this team and, and this program and what we're about first, um, then, then, you know, that's pretty special. And when you have two really good players like, like Kenny and Colin saying those things that are, that are leaders in your program, that's even, that's even better. So, so no, that's great to hear. I'm excited to hear that. And, um, you know, I, I had a feeling, you know, our team's been heading in that direction for a number of years, but, you know, culturally, I think we're in a better spot than we ever have been. And, you know, when you play in this league, everyone's going to have really good players. Everyone's going to have good coaching. Everyone's going to have, you know, a lot of those things. So we're looking for something that, that's going to give us an edge because we're going to play guys that are equally as talented, if not more so, on Friday nights as far as as far as far uh, guys, as far as athletes and, and size and, and, and all, all of the above. So, so, yeah, that's great stuff. Coach, we want to thank you for joining us today. But before we get you out of here, there's a lot of exciting things going on at Pope Prep right now. Let our listeners know what, what all that is. Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, uh, first year, 2021, opening this fall, we are now Pope John Paul II Preparatory School. Um, you know, we are not just a high school. We are now a 6 through 12 preparatory school, um, adding, you know, close to 200 uh, middle school students uh, to our campus. And it has been it has been wild and crazy getting the, getting all this together. Our administration has done just a, an, an admirable job, to say the least, uh, putting pulling this off and getting this together in a short amount of time. You know, the talks that is happening have been going on for years. Um, I don't know if anyone knew that it would happen as quickly as it did, but that's just a credit to everyone that's been working behind the scenes to make it make it happen. And 
And uh, so that, that's probably the biggest news going on right now. You know, we're now in our second full week of school. So still iron out, ironing out the kinks and everything to having, having 200 new students on campus, um, you know, middle schoolers to boot. So, um, but it's been great. You know, we have a new middle school program. Uh, we have a coach, coach Arthur D'Angelo is our head, head middle school coach doing a great job of those guys. They just wrapped up their first contest last week and, and their second week of the season. So, you know, we're a big supporter of those guys and them growing into our program. And they have a, a very, very similar mission on wanting those guys to be part of the program for the same reasons that we do at our high school level. So, so yeah, I mean, a lot going on here on campus, definitely a great place to be, definitely somewhere to come check out on a Friday night. Um, it's going to be a great environment. Coach, you kind of dropped the ball there a little bit. I, I kind of just gave you a blanket question, so I really appreciate you being able to read my mind because that's exactly what I was talking about was the middle school program. So so that's good stuff. Good things going over at, at, over at Pope Prep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're excited. Coach Geisinger, thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll catch up down the road. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. For our third and final interview today, we talked to Northeast Eagles head coach Brandon Clark. The Eagles – were the number two seed in the uh, region last year behind only Henry County, and uh, they made it all the way to the state quarterfinals. Uh, Zach, what do you know about the Eagles coming into this? Well, before the interview, I didn't really know a whole lot, to be honest with you, Brady, but but Coach Clark filled us in, gave us a lot of great info. The one thing I think that stood out to me was it feels like he's got the culture where he wants in Northeast. So I'm excited to see how this season shakes out for him and just see what all 2021 has to offer. Absolutely. Let's hear from Coach Clark. Football season is finally back, and looks like we are a full systems go this time. We're going to have full crowds. Uh, how does that feel, especially after last year? Uh, it's, a, it's a big relief. Uh, just, uh, you know, it, it always pumps everybody up being in front of as many people as possible on Friday nights. I mean, that's, that's, that's half of it. And the other half of it is just, you know, financially. I mean, that's what that's what makes our programs go is just uh, ticket sales. And so the loss of loss of those ticket sales last year hit pretty hard. I mean, especially it would have been a, it would have been a huge year for us uh, financially if we, if we had, uh, you know, regular attendance levels, just with some of the games we were able to have over here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, looking at the schedule, your guys' first game this year is against a team that was in your district last year in the region and mm-hmm. now is not, but it is still a city game. You guys are facing the West Creek Coyotes. Um, one thing that really jumps out about this game to me is you took two of, uh, of a couple of their pretty good skill position players in Cam Athey, running back, and Tykees Blanton, who's really kind of a do-it-all guy on offense. Uh, what's it going to be like for them, do you think, and for you guys to be putting out two of those guys who were Coyotes last time they touched the football? I mean, it's definitely going to be uh, different for them being on this side of the ball or this side of the table, as they say. But um, the thing about West Creek is, like, who knows who moved in there? I mean, just as the way, the way as transient as our population is, I mean, I'm sure that they, you know, they've got some guys coming in um, from who knows where that are going to be just top athletes. I mean, that's kind of West Creek has a lot of really great athletes that we see year in, year out guys especially offensive guys uh you know kind of like what you're talking to those two kids that transferred from us that you know helping us out tremendously coach i i want to ask you about uh something that maybe the sumner county fans would like to know 
is, is someone who is in a region with a few Sumner County or one Sumner County team in particular in Portland. What can they expect when, when they line up against you guys in, in 2021? Uh, you know, you're traditionally going to see Northeast in a, in a lot of spread stuff. Um, that's how we like to get our some of our athletes in space. But we're also trying to get an identity of being able to, when we want to, get you know get under, under center and, and run the ball. So we were able to do that last year. And uh, defense, I think you know, we expect us to just play some uh, – Probably a little more pressure this year than we have in the past. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a, you know playing Portland. That's a you know we don't know a lot about them, and I think they don't know a lot about us. What what has happened so far this preseason that gives you confidence or optimism heading into your week one uh, matchup? Uh, probably just some depth that we've been able to gain. We've we kind of had a rash of injuries the last few weeks. Um, Sometimes it seems like it, when it rains, it pours with injuries. You can go a while without it or, you know, feast your family with injuries. And we've had some kids, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that really have <laughs> have gotten injured and nothing season ending so far, but just enough to, enough to make them not participate in scrimmages or activities like that. And we've had some younger kids that have stepped up and kind of got filled, filled their roles for now. So that's, that's been something that's been po- a big positive for me. Yeah, and when we think about Northeast last year and this year, um, one of the things that comes to my mind almost instantly is uh, Jaden Puig here as quarterback. Um, right. For context, he uh, kind of took over late in his freshman season. That would have been in 2019. And yeah. Northeast points per game just, I mean, kind of went through the roof kind of overnight, it right. seemed like. Had a solid year last year, but um, what's the expectation out of Jaden this year? What have you guys been working on with him? Uh, just – continue to grow with with uh, our RPO system and just um, getting him con- just comfortable with things that he's seen. And, I, I mean, once he gets those reads, I'm, I'm always confident that he's able to make the correct one. Yeah, how much of an advantage is it for you guys to have a guy who is in his third year with the program with you, um, who knows the program in a city and in, even in a region where not every team is afforded that luxury? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a big advantage. Uh, it really is to know that you have that you have that, that you, you know you have that that quarterback that you've had that has a system the guy that you've been working with i mean it's um i can't think of too many other times in my career where i've had the you know a third year quarterback it's it's uh i don't know that's ever happened before in my in my experience coach speaking of your program you're you obviously took over for chad watson who left in 2018 how would you grade or assess just how far your program has come and like where your culture's at as of today? I mean, we, whenever Coach Watson left, we were, um, I had been a defensive coordinator for a few years and we were coming off of uh, just a really demoralizing, uh, forfeiting, you know, half our season basically for an ineligible player. So morale was really, really down. Culture was really down from that, uh, from that happening. And, you know, that first year, well, we definitely took some hits. We, you know, we went 0 5 or 0 6 right off the bat, and it was, it was, it was tough. But then, then we started to put together some wins and kind of rolled into, rolled into last year and really came together. And uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now, is just being a, a very competitive team. We feel like we can compete with anybody in Tennessee. And, uh, but again, we have a schedule where if you don't play, you don't play your best, we, you, we could lose any, any night. 
Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the schedule. Uh, obviously, winning the region is always going to be a goal, even with uh, a team like Henry County in there. But uh, one right. thing that you guys do have a chance is to win the city. Looking at your schedule, you guys got West Creek, Montgomery Central, Rossview, Clarksville, Northwest, and Kenwood. That means you guys are playing all the public schools in the 931. Uh, what's your confidence level that you guys could come away with that uh, city win? I mean, it's it's a uh... It's a real thing. It's something that we can taste. It's something that we're going to start talking about. We, you know, it's been something we've been talking about, but I mean, we came so close last year to, to winning the city with, you know, we failed to Rossview and we have a shot again this year to do it. And it's just it's something that I think our seniors want to walk away with them to say that they accomplished that. Right. And uh, why don't you uh, close us out by telling some of the fans uh, what we can expect to see out of Northeast and uh, some players to keep their eyes on. I think, uh, you know, on offense, of course, Puig, our quarterback, um, you know, he's he's somebody that is going to do a lot of scoring for us, we hope. And uh, Tykees Blanton, a lot receiver. Desmond Fort, he's a returning receiver. Cam Athey, he's a, uh, you know, one of our transfers coming in. He's a young guy, but he's an explosive guy. On the offensive line, Prince Dufele, he's a, he's a returning starter. Kanye Stevens, returning starter. Deontay Wilson, returning starter. And then on defense, um, we lost a, a huge core of linebackers, but uh, we're replacing them with Tito Berrios. He's been a guy that's been in the program for a few years. He's a senior. Deontay Wright, he's he's another guy that's been in the program for a few years. And uh, Cameron Jackson, he's a defensive end that we converted from offensive linemen. And then Jaden Jones and Cameron Hudson are returning secondary players from last year. So that's what we got. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes out of your busy day. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting you guys back out on the field. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Up next on Coach Speak is, without a doubt, my favorite segment, my favorite column that we write here at Main Street Preps. That is our weekly pick'em column. It's simple. We go through all the games in the county and we pick them. We we tell you who's going to be the winner. We tell you who's going to be a loser. And we give you a little blurb about the game. So, Brady, without further ado, let's start with your first game for our our pick'em column. Absolutely. And uh, on the topic of the Northeast Eagles, uh, we got their game opening the season against the West Creek Coyotes. Now, unfortunately, West Creek um, has had kind of a rough go of it lately. Um, One of the things that they were trying to do now that they're in 6A is they were trying to beef up a little bit. Um, And what they did was, I quote, pulled kids from the hallways to play offensive line. Um, So when that's kind of what you're doing, that's uh, kind of not a great sign. They did get some kids from the track and field team, so they are going to be speedy. Um, They got some good athletes, but these are still track athletes. They're not necessarily seasoned football players, uh, whereas Northeast definitely has a bit more uh, football talent on the team. Uh, I mentioned with Coach Clark that uh, they even pulled a couple of guys from that West Creek program, and uh, I think Northeast is going to have a relatively easy time with this. Of course, it's still week one, so both teams are going to be ironing, th- ironing things out. Um, but to give you some context, last year, Northeast won this game 53-6. to six. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of a blowout this year because, again, it's week one. Um, but I'm going with the Eagles beating the Coyotes 40-6. to six. You know, I think that's a safe bet, Brady. And as far as for Sumner County games, listen, if you're not a fan of any particular school, this is what I want you to do. I want you to I want you to go home and I want you to make this I want you to cut out a circle and in that circle I want you to write down all the games for me and I want you to I want you to cut them up in a pie chart if you will and I want you to put that put that piece of paper on the wall and throw a dart at it because any game that you land on I promise you will be a good one 
But as far as the game that I'm picking, the, the, the game that I'm picking first is going to be Beach versus Farragut. We're just going to go in alphabetical order for Sumner County. It's the easiest way to do it. Uh, but as far as this game is concerned, I don't really know a whole lot about Farragut. They're an East Tennessee team that is that is a 6A program before coming into this year. They were 7-4 and four last year with a first-round playoff exit. They're used to a used to the grind of a 6A schedule, whereas Beach, they're a 5A team jumping up to 6A. They'll get used to that grind as the season goes along, but as far as knowing the, the grind of a 6A schedule, I, I don't know if they're there yet. All that said – doesn't matter to me. Listen, Anthony Crabtree, Beach's head coach, is one of the best, not only in Sumner County, but the mid-state. You know, Beach went to Powell last year. They're welcoming in Farragut this year. I don't expect Beach to develop any kind of rivalry with your East Tennessee teams, but it should be a fun game nonetheless. All that said, I'm rolling with the Bucks at home. I think it's going to be close. I've got them winning by 4, 28-24 in what should be a really good football game. Yeah, speaking of close football games, my next game I'm looking at is the Wilson Central Wildcats. Shout out to Tommy Bryan at the Rossview Hawks. Now, this game was not super close last year. They they used to be region opponents, but uh, now that Wilson Central has gone down to 5A, um, this is just a non-district game. Um, last year, Wilson Central won this game by a pretty decent amount, but when you take into account that Montgomery County schools were delayed by two weeks because of COVID, Wilson Central already had a couple of weeks of games under their belts. Rossview didn't. And uh, now Wilson Central, I've heard through the grapevine, they've lost a lot of kids uh, through a different couple of means. Now Rossview has as well. Um, but I think Rossview, had they played, um, had this been their third game last year, um, or had this been Wilson Central's first game last year, you know, they had played an even number of games. Um, I think Rossview would have taken it. Uh, they were a good football team. They're still a good team, though they are a bit younger than they were. Um, but I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. These are a couple teams with pretty good defenses who are still working things out on offense. And, of course, as you know, especially in high school, a good defense beats a good offense. So I've got Rossview taking this one 14-7. to You know, Brady, I'm not going to get in the habit of picking your games uh... – but I did pick this game as part of our Main Street Prep staff pick them. Right. I also think Rossview is going to win this game. I think it's going to be close, but, yeah, I, I like the Hawks as well. Moving over to Sumner County, we're going to go straight down the list, as I said, alphabetical order. So we're looking at Gallatin. The Green Wave are going to hit the road for their first game of the season this year at Mount Juliet. And, listen, if you're not familiar with this rivalry, let me tell you right now, this game is intense. It always has been and it always will be. It dates back to the 60s. These guys do not like one another, and I think that's going to carry over again Friday night. I've watched Gallatin a few times this preseason, and I will tell you this, Brady. Their defense is legitimate. I don't know if they don't like one another or they just like hitting, uh, hitting each other, but they were laying the lumber to one another in their green and gold game. They brought that over to their scrimmages. So defensively, they are not going to be afraid to punch you in the mouth, and they certainly won't apologize for it. That said, I am a little concerned about their offense. They're a run-heavy team that has not really practiced their aerial attack this preseason. Sure, they may have the playmakers to do it, but trying to roll that out during your game that matters, I'm not sure is the best formula. So that said, I'm going to stick with the home team on this one, and I'm going to pick Mount Juliet to beat the Green Wave 14-10. to 10. Very nice. And uh, we look now at the Stewart County Rebels, a team that a lot of our uh, Montgomery County people keep up with because Stewart County, not so far from Montgomery County, uh, they're in Dover, Tennessee. Uh, They're visiting the Northwest Vikings this week. Now, the Rebels are a 3A team. The Vikings are a 5A team. So usually when you think of that, 
you think, all right, well, that 5A team is going to have a big advantage. You know, it's a bigger school. They're probably going to have bigger kids, faster kids. Um, but I'm not so sure that that's going to be the case this year, or uh, at least with this game. Uh, the Rebels lost to Pearl Cone last year in the quarterfinals of the 3A playoffs. So they're a legitimate 3A team. You know, they're not just, you know, kind of a run-of-the-mill, small school, middle of nowhere. Um, this is a team that knows how to play football. They had a very good season last year, whereas the Northwest Vikings finished last season by going 1-7. and seven. Lost all seven of their last games. And they have a new head coach this year, Ronaldo Pena. Um, now the team is going to be bigger and faster than the Rebels, um, but I think the Rebels have a bit more continuity. Um, they've got a bit more of a culture set in place. Um, though the Vikings do have home field advantage, I still am going to take Stewart County 31-16. Okay. So you, you think Stewart County is going to come in and, and, and kind of dominate the game a little bit is what it sounds like, Brady. You know, I could have picked it, uh, Stewart County, winning by more, honestly. Um, but uh, Northwest has a couple things going for them, a couple things not. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a good uh, baptism for them, honestly, for this <laughs> new coaching staff, if you will. Okay. Uh, looking, at, looking at my game, listen, the Hendersonville Commandos have done it again. What James Beasley is, is thinking by scheduling uh, the proverbial state favorite for the third year in a row is, is beyond me. They, of course, welcome in the Oakland Patriots to town. Um, I, there's really not a whole lot to say about this game. And it's not even it's not even like a, a, a diss, not, not a diss, but it's, it's not no slouch to Hendersonville. It's more just praising Oakland. I mean, they return a spoil of their riches. Every single playmaker that, that made big plays in that state championship game last year is back for this year. They're going to be assumed to be the state favorites. Um, you can only go up from here is, is what I'm guessing is what James Beasley, the Hendersonville head coach, is thinking that let's just test ourselves. It's never going to get worse than this, right? It's never going to get worse than playing the defending state champs. So uh, can only go up from there, a true measuring stick game. Uh, but that said, listen, you can p- kind of pick your score if you want to on this one. But I, what I said was Oakland 35, Hendersonville 17. Yeah, I mean, scheduling Oakland right out the gate, that's like staring the devil in the face and clenching your fist. <laughs> I mean, man, oh, man. Listen, it's it's worked out for Hendersonville the last two years. Uh, they've won the region title uh, come November. And so, you know, like I said, you say it, it can only go up from here, and that's what it's done for two years. So clearly James Beasley and the Hendersonville staff knows what they're doing. But if, if you're a fan of the Commandos or you're an alumni, you're probably thinking, like, can we just open up with someone else at this point? Yeah, and if you want to open up with, quote, someone else, uh, this is a game for you uh, where the Clarksville Wildcats are visiting the McGavick Raiders. Uh, now, McGavick has not been a great program lately, to uh, to say the least. Um, this You're going to get Joe Newbin mad at you if you say that. Hey, I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, you know we love you, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying it as it is, you know. Um, Clarksville has an interesting situation this year. Um, not without getting too much into it, you know, cause we, we are on a time limit here. Um, they're bringing back a lot of good football players and they were supposed to be bringing back their quarterback, Devin Geringer, who is a junior has been getting some division one offers, but he's not playing this year. He's got a season ending injury. So they've been trying out some athletes at quarterback, um, you know, trying out some triple options, getting, um, tricky with it. But when you don't really have a natural thrower, that can really kind of throw the offense off. That said, they still got a tough defense. They're still a 6A team now after being 5A last season. And McGavick is just, unfortunately, not the toughest opponent. So I think this is going to be um, kind of a good way for Clarksville to test out what they got. I got them winning this one 28-2-zip. Oh, oh, okay, Brady. You know, with the shutout? 
I think it could happen. Oh, well, well Brady is not going to be allowed in Donaldson anytime soon. As <laughs> he is clearly not a fan of the Raiders. Hey, uh, if, if McGavick can win that game, I will do a, uh, a tour of shame through like in uh, Game of Thrones for any of you who uh, are familiar. Okay, I'm going to jot that down. So, McGavick fans, you heard it here first. If you guys pull the upset, Brady will do the walk of shame. You know it. Looking at looking at Pope Prep, they welcome in Hillsboro for their week one game. I think this is a sneaky good game, honestly, around the county. I think it could be one of the best uh, in Sumner County, but also the mid-state. I think it's going to be back and forth, but I do think Pope is going to pose too much of a threat on offense. Kenny Minchie, uh, quarterback who's getting Division One looks, uh, paired with his star receiver, Colin Cook, who led the Division II 3A in receiving last year. I think this is an offense that can put up a lot of points in a, in a hurry. They returned four of their five starters from the offensive line last year, and one I know that is, is super exciting for Justin Geisinger. I know Anthony Brown, former defensive coordinator turned head coach, will have the Burroughs ready and will have a good program and a good product on the field in 2021. But give me Pope Prep in a, a relatively cl- close game, 35-21. All right, and now we're moving on to a battle of the woods, if you will, with the Hillwood Hilltoppers and the Kenwood Knights. Now, this one I think is going to be a pretty good game. Of course, Hillwood being a metro school, um, they're always going to get athletes from being in that area. Um, But Kenwood, I mean, this school is probably as athletic as almost any other team in the area this year. They're returning quarterback Jalen Washington, who was my first team all-county quarterback, and they've got maybe the two best wide receivers in the entire county in Corbin Howard and Contavious Barnes. Um, I mean, these guys are going to be putting up points like it's nobody's business this season. Um, And they do have the home field advantage for this one. Um, Kenwood's defense is still a little bit of a question. We're not entirely sure how it's going to be. Heck, their whole season could be hinging on the defense because we know they're going to score. But for that reason, I do have this one being pretty high scoring. I think this is going to be a pretty electric game for anyone keeping up with it. Uh, but I do have the Knights taking this one 41 31. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of points. That, that, that should be a, that'd be worth the $8 or $9, $10, whatever they're charging now at the, at the gate. <laughs> I'd I say think, so. I think they might be charging 10 at the gate and maybe eight for buying them online, but it'll certainly yeah. be worth the price of admission. Uh, I'm going to skip the game that I'm going to go into Friday night and save that one for last and move on down to Station Camp at White House. These two Sumner County rivalry, well, Sumner County schools have seemed to turn into a little bit of a rivalry as of late. This is the third consecutive season these two will open open up open up against one another. The Blue Devils are two and zero against the Bison, so I'm sticking with that trend, Brady. I mean, it would be crazy of me not to. I think White House is going to be much improved after this year, and I think their dynamic duo of Rainy Blackburn and Montreal Black quarterback running back is going to be too much to, to handle for Station Camp. I do think the Bison will be improved dropping from class A to, or excuse me class 6A to class 5A. I think there're going to be some wins along the schedule, but I think the first first game's going to be really tough. It's at White House. Like I said, they've won two in a row. They should be much improved. The Blue Devils are going to have a stout defense led by Pierre Shalato. Give me the Blue Devils in a close one, 17-14. Sounds like a good football game. Now, uh, looking ahead at a uh, Division II A contest, uh, I've got the First Assembly Christian Crusaders visiting the Clarksville Academy Cougars. Now, when I tell you that Clarksville Academy was outscored 80 to 237 in 2020 and have a new head coach, that kind of makes you think, well, they don't really have much of a chance in this one, right? I mean, you would think. 
Well, the Crusaders were outscored 20 to 308, and they Ooh. went 0 9 in 2020. Add in the fact that Classical Academy does have home field advantage, and they're returning 18 of, I'm sorry, 19 of their 22 starters. And you think that that's, you know, that's giving Clarksville Academy a, de- a decent shot to get on the, in the win column pretty early here. Um, they've got a new quarterback in Cooper Wallace, and he's shown some pretty early flashes. He's a three-sport athlete. He also is a lethal shooter for their basketball team and the starting center fielder and leadoff guy for the baseball team. Um, I think Clarksville Academy, you know, despite having some uh, – some tough times last year. They had to forfeit some games for COVID. It was just not a fun time for them last year. I think they're going to be able to open this one. Um, I'm picking another shutout, but that's just because I, I I don't see much to get excited about with First Assembly Christian. I'm taking Clarksville Academy 21 nothing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, looking at my final game, the game that I will be in attendance at, I am super excited about. Westmoreland is going to make the trip to Portland in a game where uh, it's certainly a rivalry game. Listen, these two schools uh, date back a long, long time, and they've always played one another, whether it be in a jamboree, in a scrimmage, the regular season. Both coaches feel the need and importance to play one another during the regular season. Listen, Westmoreland and Portland are very close together in proximity, so it just makes sense for those two teams to play, and they are going to mirror each other Friday night, Brady. I think this game could be over in an hour and a half as they (laughs) both run the wing tee religiously. Uh, They both run a 50 defense, so it's going to be one of those games where you might see less than five total passes in all four quarters. So the type of game that – if you like knock down, drag them out, that's where you want to be, and that's where I'm going to be. So I'm super excited about – listen, Portland has a chance to start 1-0 for the first time since 2019. Not that long ago, but still uh, a, a feat that I think that they can accomplish. Listen, I don't know if there was a better hire in the mid-state than Wes Inman being hired by Portland this year. I know he was on the staff the last two years. He coached middle school. A lot of his experience comes from middle school football. But here's the thing, Brady. At the end of the day, football is still football between the lines, whether you're six years old, seven years old, eight years old, all the way up to professional. It's all the still it's still the same game. It's about relationships that you build. Wes Inman as a, is as good of a coach at that as there ever is. And so give me the Panthers in a close one, 17-14 over the Eagles. Man, you mentioned knockdown dragging out football, and that's what my last game is going to be as well. We're looking at the Montgomery Montgomery Central Indians at Sycamore facing the War Eagles. Um Montgomery Central, they're always a team that's going to just run the ball down your throat. They want to run the football. They want to run the football some more. And last but not least, they're going to run the football. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like Gallatin. Exactly. Now, um, a couple of years ago, they did a great job with this, having LaKendria Sanders, or Jerez as they called him, who I think he had like a 1,500-yard season, like 10, 15 touchdowns. But they didn't really have that last year. They uh, had a lot of new looks that crossed the offense. But this year, they're returning – all five of their starting offensive linemen, including a kid, Caden uh, Scruggs, who benches about 350 pounds. So uh, you could say he's a, a pretty strong kid. They got some some beef up there. Um, and they also have Cade Davis along with some other guys who can run the football. Um, they like their chances at just kind of, you know, punching you in the mouth. They're going to run the ball until you tell them that they can't do it. And I just don't think Sycamore is capable of doing that. Uh, I saw them in the uh, Montgomery County Jamboree last week. They faced Northeast, and unfortunately, they just looked completely lost. Um, Northeast was just they, – they, they just made them their plaything, to put it simply. And um, I, I just don't think Sycamore is going to have the, um, the capability of stopping Montgomery Central. I've got the Indians winning 21-7. to 7. 
And there you have it. Picks for Montgomery County and Sumner County from Brady and myself. So listen, if Brady was wrong, let him hear it. If I was wrong, I don't, I don't want to hear it. No, I'm just joking. If I'm wrong, you can let me know. Uh, it's all in good fun, as we say. You know, it's it's just to generate buzz. And I think Brady, I think you would agree with this. This is probably the most fun that one of the more fun thing more one of the more fun things that we do, right? Absolutely. I always love doing this. I always love going to games and, uh, you know, as I'm walking through the gate, you know, a fan or even the AD will say, hey, I saw you didn't pick yep. us this week. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I always have a great time with that. You know, basketball is – and I make no qualms about this. Basketball is my favorite sport, but I will say there is nothing like a Friday night. Brady, I'm so excited to kick off the, kick off the season this week. We're going to have fans in attendance, uh, should have full stands in attendance. Maybe the end of the season looks a little different, but I'm not focusing on that right now. I'm focusing mm-hmm. on the fact that we're going to have full capacity, have a, have a normal feeling, those, get those grills burning. Hey, we could be looking for the best concession stand in the mid-state. So, listen, uh, concession stand workers, get those, get those dogs ready, get those burgers ready because we're coming with a hungry belly. Yeah, and if you uh, if you put it on the house, that might boost your chances of winning best uh, concession stand in the state. I'm just saying. All I, all I know is I'm looking forward to Beach because they have uh, these funnel cakes that are just Ooh. they're to die for. Yeah, I might be going to Beach a couple times. Yeah, there's there's some hidden gems throughout Sumner County, but I'm excited to uncover them all. Yeah, my myself as well. Uh, I I want to see your best specialty snacks. Well, I've got a feeling the best drink is going to go to Gallatin High School. I'm not sure yet, but they've got this fruit tea. They won't tell me what's in it. I mean, it's a secret. It's a secret ingredient passed down from generations and generations. But it's got to be the best drink in the county. But I'm excited to see if there's anything else that compares to it. For more Sumner County content, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. Of course, you're going to want to follow our Main Street Preps page, and that's at Main Street Preps. I, of course, write for the Gallatin News, the Hendersonville Standard, and the Portland Sun. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at those exact same handles. Absolutely, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brady underscore MSP. And I write for Main Street Clarksville. You can find us on Twitter at Clarksville, Maine, and on Facebook, Main Street Clarksville. And, of course, as Zach mentioned, follow our Main Street Preps account as well because you will not be getting better sports coverage at the Mid-State than there. But uh, we thank you for joining us for Episode 1 of Coach Speak with Brady and Zach. Make sure to uh, check out our individual podcast as well. And we look forward to talking to you guys again next week. You've been listening to Coach Speak with Brady and Zach, the latest in high school football from Montgomery and Sumner counties. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.